Welcome to a Healing Peace Podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer. I am very passionate about helping others to achieve an abundant life fueled by spiritual principles and emotional balance. In this podcast series, we delve into spiritual self-care. Yes, we will explore exercising our minds and bodies, but more importantly, we will discuss strengthening our inner being, embracing God's love, and being filled by the fullness of God. As you take this journey with us, we want to inspire possessing your authentic selves and happiness. Welcome home. I always enjoy our segments. I naturally learn a lot from them. Yes, spiritual and emotional connection. What a great topic. Before I move forward to our wonderful tools and tips, where we glean from all that incredible information shared in our interviews, I think you know what I'm about to say. It is that time for our PSAs. Go ahead, say it with me. Please subscribe to our channel on whatever podcast device you use. Leave us a review. And of course, tell your friends and family about us. These small acts leave an impact by ensuring that others can know and listen to our uplifting podcast. Now, back to the show. For our segment on spiritual and emotional connection, I wanted to spend time debunking the myths that we have about God and ourselves. These myths are that God is angry or mad at me. I cannot approach him unless I clean up my act. And he doesn't want me to be successful because if he did, I should have X, Y, and Z or I should be X, Y, and Z. These types of ideas not only sever our spiritual and emotional connection with God, but also limit our spiritual and emotional connection with ourselves. We walk around thinking that someone is mad at us. We live with a burden of trying to please everyone. I want them to be happy instead of angry. Or we walk around feeling as though that we're not good enough. He's angry because I need to do better in this area of my life. Or when we have the understanding that I have to do all this work before I can be seen or value. Well, of course, that leads us to a life have lived. Again, I'm living my life through who I think I need to be for others. But as we dug deeper in this segment, spiritual and emotional connection also meant that I, that you, that we can live in our strengths and not weaknesses. I became all the more connected with how God designed me. Not only how he designed me, but connected with the understanding that he rejoices over me. And he really is my biggest cheerleader. How much more friend is living by this understanding? He never gives up on us, never stops believing in us. He always sees the greatness within us. 
So yes, ladies. So yes, I'm excited. Okay, before I get carried away, let's dig into these twos and tens. Deanne did a wonderful job highlighting that God is the creator of emotions. And he has emotions. Not only does he have emotions, but he and us, we together, we have them. Due to emotions, we can have richer lives. Just think for a moment. What would it be like without joy or laughter? Not to mention the feeling of being loved. Honestly, I think we will go around shooting people more frequently if we didn't have these additions to how we experience life. Nonetheless, let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's get to the nitty gritty. This tip, which is not going to be too surprising because we all know I love my King Jesus and Dad. For this tip, go ahead, spend time finding and studying scriptures that identify others possessing emotions. Pay close attention to Jesus and God's display of their emotions. One infamous passage, which is actually the shortest verse in the Bible, is John eleven thirty five. It simply states, Jesus wept. This short passage is nestled within the story of the death and resurrection of Lazarus. Lazarus died and his sisters mourned for him. Being filled with love and compassion, Jesus did a miracle. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Now, in your emotion, you may not be able to raise anyone from the dead. However, I want you to notice that Jesus was not afraid to express his emotions. I do not want you to get or have the understanding that Jesus was so timid and he didn't care and or he was so about his purpose and he didn't care. That is not him at all. In this moment, we see Jesus not being afraid to express his emotions. I don't think he walked away from anyone so that they couldn't see him cry. And I also don't get the impression that others looked down on him because he was crying. He didn't try to hold back his tears. Rather, he acknowledged his feelings of compassion and loss. One other thing about this here, with Jesus weeping, I don't know if you realize that Jesus is a man or was a man. Uh, yeah, uh, that, little, that little note there. And I'm saying this because we've heard over centuries, boys or men don't cry. Suck it up. Quit being like a woman. But here is Jesus not only crying, but crying in front of others. And we also know that Jesus is very powerful and a person of authority. Because he wasn't whipping. We had those other moments where he had that whip and he was going around in the temple, knocking down tables, telling people, quit acting a fool in the Lord's house. No, 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 no. He was not a wimp. But he was human and he had emotions and he allowed himself to experience it. In this situation, he saw the emotional pain of the sister's mourning. Not only he saw, but he experienced it for himself. 
Are you ready to unlock the extraordinary? Join Jay Intel in a healing piece for our online workshop, Discover Your Purpose. We will explore our strengths, desires, and dreams to align with our deepest selves. We will unlock our extraordinary, which will impact those around us. Join us for one incredible evening. Tuesday, November 9th at 7 p.m. Central Timing. Go to ahealingpeace.com slash register to learn more and to sign up. So this tip, tip number one, again, is to find and study out scriptures that identify others having emotions and how did they handle them. Remember, Jesus did get angry, just like everybody else. He did go around with that whip. (laughs) Not saying you should go whip people. But again, being able to identify with a human being expressing his emotions. Tip number two, which builds upon tip number one. As Jesus experienced his emotion, he was later able to do something good with it. What did he do? Mm -hmm. Well, being moved with compassion and love. He raised Lazarus from the dead. Therefore, tip number two is to find something good or do something good during or after you experience an intense emotion. Now, this tip, I'm not at all suggesting that you want to experience something good, so I'm going to eat something good. I know we all have that tendency where we go to comfort food or we go, I'm going to get me a drink. I'm going to go because I just need to feel good right now. That's not what I'm saying. Nope. What I'm saying is here's a good example because you know how I change my business, but I think it's kind of obvious. I think I've shared about it a couple times, which is I struggle with stress and anxiety. Why? Because I be working too much. I be wearing myself out. Yeah. Problem. Nevertheless, when I get to a quasi calm down state, I will pick up the phone to call someone and encourage them. My focus becomes supporting someone else. Surely enough, when I transition in this fashion, I release that stress and anxiety. My happy endorphins kick in and I do something better than being consumed by my emotional duress. So again, tip number two is figuring out how to do something good within that emotion. Switch your attention. And when you're switching your attention, it helps to calm those emotions down and allow you to open up for new experiences. I would like to add, this does not apply for every emotion. Sometimes there's just some things going on where you may need just a little bit more help and you may need that time out moment. That's totally fine. But on the flip side, when it's time to go ahead and switch things up so that your emotions ain't leading, do something good. And in the process, oh, does it have you in a much happier place? Mm-hmm. All right, now, tip number three. Now, for these next two tips, three and four, I'm going to re-highlight what was already highlighted in the video. Not the video, but the interview. You know how I love my repeats. Yes, I do. Deanne shared how she returned to a place where she could connect and hear the spirit of God. She indicated that to hear God's voice, she needed to find the truth in the lies that the enemy was feeding her. Mm -hmm. 
Those lies were prohibiting her from relaxing and leaning into God's spirit. Instead of living in a place of accusation, she held on to the truth about herself and the situation. Now, what she spoke about in terms of finding the truth, hey, we've talked about that numerously on the show. And for this tip, go ahead, pick one situation where you have been feeling defeated or feeling distant from God. Next, spend time identifying the facts about the situation. For instance, you may think that God does not care for you or he is way too silent in your life. Therefore, spend time reflecting on what I call God's kisses. Mm -hmm. And what I'm about to say, again, repeat, but it works, is focusing your attention on that gratitude list. We've been talking about that gratitude list. How have you been doing in that area? Making progress, jotting things down. Go, this is the moment I'm encouraging to keep going. If you're doing it, keep it up, keep it up, keep it up. Nevertheless, before I get so carried away, spend time writing down those items where good things are happening to you. The more you do this, the more you would kick out that lie and see that God has been with you all along. And after I say this, I'm like, oh, this tip actually has a couple tips in it, but you'll get the gist. Just keep on that growth train. Keep on that growth train. All right, now, tip number four. Well, tip number three corresponds to how Deanne became reconnected to hearing God's voice. And now tip number four is how I was able to reconnect and hear God's spirit. For me to hear the spirit, I needed to sit still and quiet my emotions. Man, those doggone emotions. They get so intense sometimes. They begin in the way. Anyways. For this tip, spend time by yourself. And I know as I say this, I say, ooh, I know this is going to be hard for some folks. Remove all distractions, no devices, no people, no interruptions. This is the time just for you and God. You may want to begin your time by praying in your prayer. Request help to calm down your spirit. After praying, just spend time in silence. Clear your mind. Take deep breaths. And commune with our Father. So yes, tip number three is reconnect by taking time of silence. No distractions. No distractions. Tip number five. We discussed how God delights in us. Yes, he does. He wants us to return to him no matter what state we're in. For this tip, write one item, not 20, but one item that you feel ashamed of or guilty about. Spend time in prayer over it. And this is the fun part. Destroy the written item. You can burn it up, tear it up, put it in a bottle and have it set on the lake. Be creative. But after you destroy it, go back. Spend time in prayer once more. But this time in prayer, thank God for forgiving you and ask God to help you forgive yourself. Thus, tip number five is all about purging the past, seeking forgiveness, and living in that forgiveness. Remember how we stated that through the blood of Christ, 
God looks at us cleansed. Now let us go ahead and receive that cleansing. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. All right now. Want support and guidance on your personal growth and development? Then pick up our personal growth and development workbook. Authored by a Christian counselor and our JNTEL founder, Kimir Baker. The workbook provides a practical approach for emotional wellness by providing insights and prompts for journaling as well as prayer. This approach reveals the power of self-reflection and self-discovery while mending emotional wounds with the help of our Father. Pick up your 10 weeks of daily encouragement and practice transformation. Go to ahealingpeace.com forward slash store to purchase your copy. Tip number six. Deanne, once again, did an incredible job explaining the power of living in our strengths versus weaknesses. For the next several tips, we are getting to the nitty-gritty of living in our strengths. Now, tip number six, again, may sound familiar. That rinse and repeat, we gonna rinse and repeat. But tip number six begins with praying and requesting that God opens your mind to see your strengths. Mm-hmm. He placed something specific in you that makes you be you. It is like your DNA, but it's God's purpose DNA in you. I'm requesting prayer first because as you take this journey, the enemy will try to pull you back to your weaknesses. He may say, are you sure that's your strength? You don't look strong in that area to me. But when you request God's help up front, you can shake the dust off your feet and continue to live in his design purpose for you. Mm-hmm. We're going. We're moving. Hip number seven. Then, once again, you know how I do my little name drops, but she did such a wonderful job. So I'm going to go ahead and do my little name drop. But she spoke about Don Clifton. He is a psychologist who has completed a lot of work in helping others identify their strengths. For this tip, I'm requesting that you take Don Clifton top five strengths. I'll have the link on a healing, that's a a, healingpeace.com. Search for this podcast episode, Spiritual and Emotional Connection Tools and Tips. In the resources section will be a link to take the assessment. Go ahead, invest in yourself, take it. You'll definitely reap the benefits once you have identified your top five strengths. Yeah, now. Okie dokie. We're moving along. We're moving along real good, y'all. We're on tip number eight, which is after identifying your top five strengths, I want you to identify your top five weaknesses. Create a list of weaknesses on one side and strengths on the other side. Now, I know we're supposed to be focusing on our strengths, but there's a reason for this. The reason is this. When the enemy attacks you with your weakness, you go to the list. Be like, yeah, I already identified this weakness. See, it's right there. You cannot accuse me. Mm-hmm. But also, I have strength in other areas. For instance, the enemy may say, girl, you know you're terrible at making that first impression. 
that, that person almost wanted to run from you. You scared them. It happens. Do you see how you bomb that interaction? Yeah, it does happen. Then you can go pull up your list and be like, hmm, it's all good because first of all, I already knew you was going to accuse me. But on my list, I got, I'm a critical thinker. Ooh, I even got on here. I'm a great listener. And basically when you're doing this, you're letting the enemy know again that he cannot accuse you in this area of your life. You're not blindsided by who you are, but you are in a position where you are living in the place of your God-given truths instead of the lies that the enemy wants you to believe. So go on here. This is your ammunition list. Like, mm-mm, you ain't about to accuse me. Mm-hmm. Look at my strength. These are the things that the Lord has placed in me. And it is awesome. All right, now we're moving pretty good through these tips now. Tip number 10. Nope, I skipped one. <laughs> Let me back that up. I got so excited. I sped through. Backing up. Tip number nine. Once you identify your top five, come up with a game plan to focus on one of the strengths throughout the week. Do not try to do all five in one week. Mm-mm, that's a lot of work. But I want you to pick one and then alternate. Alternate. You can do one one week, do another next week. Or you can say, hey, I'm going to do two, one for two weeks. And then I'm going to go do another one for two weeks. Break it up. Do what works good for you. But in this game plan, what you're trying to do is you can read more books about your strengths to find out more ways to boost it up. Of course, we have that good old Google. Google will tell us everything. But I will make a request. And you probably will not be surprised that this request is coming. Which is, as you are building your strength plan, stow and find some scripture. Find those in the Bible who possess your strengths. Take note of how they interacted with others. How did they put their strengths into action? In the previous tip, we talked about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. Jesus demonstrated his compassion by glorifying God with a miracle again you probably ain't gonna be raising nobody from the dead that's totally fine but you get my gist as you're feeding your strengths identify how god's goodness showed up in the situation through your strength again it's jesus as jesus glorified god by raising the dead god's gonna show up and do great things through you as you are pushing and being in your strength. Now, why is it so important that you identify God's goodness through you? Well, it kind of makes sure that we remain balanced and humble. Because I don't know about you, but sometimes I can kind of be like, oh, girl, did you see what I did? You're just a little bit too confident and arrogant. That's not what we want to create. We want to create an intuneness of God's goodness and strength, God's design purpose coming forward and breathing out of you so that it's impacting others around you so even though this tip of come up with a game plan to focus on your strength it also includes being balanced as you are excelling in your strengths so that you are again being in tune to how god designed you and in that in tune is being able to glorify him 
through what he placed within you. Amen to that one. Okay. Finally, I can say tip number 10, which you guys have done a wonderful job listening to all my wonderful tips. But tip number 10 is simply keep learning. Do not be afraid to be stretched. As your strengths overflow, share the wealth and goodness with others. And I will also like to add, this is not necessarily a tip, but just something that I experienced recently in terms of when I'm not in the position of being spiritually and emotionally connected with God and, and my strength and my goodness within me, I have a tendency, again, I'm telling you my business, I have a tendency to get really critical. And then those who are around me, I'm mad at them for some reason or other. And why is that? Because I'm looking through them through human lens. I'm looking through my circumstances through human lens. And sometimes those human circumstances can make me think that God is small when he is not. And so for me to be in a place where I'm spiritually thriving, where I'm emotionally thriving, I have to get to a place where I'm returning back to being centered in God and being centered in who he created me to be. And throughout these 10 tips, as I've shared numerously on the show, don't try and do them in one sitting. Pick what makes sense to you. Some of them correlate to each other and you end up doing one, you're doing the second at the same time. That's just how it happens. But in this segment of being spiritual and emotionally connected, these are all facets to get us to a place where we're listening to God's voice. And again, we're valuing what God has placed in us, that we're not afraid to express those emotions, of course, healthily, that we ain't killing people. No, we don't want to do that. But healthily and not being fearful of the things that God created within us. So ladies, you made it through all of these wonderful tips and all of this powerful information to keep you on your transformation chain. Now, before I close on out, I want you I want to see you. I do physically want to see you for our Discover Your Purpose workshop. It is going to be great. Some of the things that we've discussed in the past two episodes, we'll have segments of that within our workshop. They're always fun. They're always creative, very supportive, and just really transforming the way that we think about things. And of course, we want you to leave feeling aligned with God and feeling excited about the design purpose you have. So come on out. That's Tuesday, November 9th, 7 p.m. CST. It's online, so you don't have to leave your house. And you can actually be one of those people who just have on a nice top and crazy bottoms. I've done that a couple times. But come on out, register at a healing piece, a healingpeace.com slash register. Until then. I welcome you back for our next week discussion as we're going to continue to be inspired and molded about being in our purpose and being excited for God's design in us. Yes, that's specific DNA. See you next week.